2: Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1093. Um, Hey, ID10T has an Instagram account. What a shocking revelation that in the age of social media, we have an Instagram account. Guess what it is? I know, this is a mind blower. ID10T. That's crazy. It's not ID10T, that's crazy. It's just ID10T. So... Go follow us there. We we post some stuff. It's not too much. We're not going to fill your feed with too much stuff. I think it's a comfortable amount of content that we're posting. So uh, go there. Sign up for the email list. This is just me promoting the podcast and getting uncomfortable because I'm I'm not entirely comfortable with self-promotion. Okay? And I'm trying to get better about it. All right? That's why I started posting piano videos on uh instagram as well my personal account not so much for self-promotion but i just mean because i'm uncomfortable with it i'm uncomfortable playing in front of people so i'm trying to get better at it and the only way to get better at it is to do it so that is my long-winded way of saying i'm trying to get better at self-promoting stuff so instagram and email list and id10t.com okay i've talked about this way too much already um let's talk about you now okay This is uh, the corkboard, ID10T community corkboard events at ID10T.com. Like Aaron, who writes, over the last few months, a pair of independent bookstore experience-loving friends of mine were talking about how much they miss that environment and wish it could continue to exist for their children. And then they stopped wishing and created a thing. With social distancing not going away anytime soon, and with independent bookstores becoming a thing of the past, my friend Lindsay, a middle-grade teacher, and her husband Craig set out to create that same curated, connected community experience online for kids. And BookNix was born! BookNix is an interactive and online book club in a box for kids ages 8 to 14. Each month, the reader gets a box delivered with a book and materials for an activity that ties to the main character or theme of the book. During the month, the reader receives emails with questions to help them engage deeper with the book and videos on how to do the activity. During the last week of the month, there's a Zoom-based, teacher-facilitated book club meeting with readers from all over the globe. You can find BookNix online at booknicks.com. That's B-O-O-K-N-I-C-K-S scom com. Uh, or Instagram and Facebook is at BookNix. What a lovely idea. Especially now that, you know, homeschooling is the way of the present. <laughs> so, this is another way to keep your kids occupied and in and and to keep them engaged and interactive in a in a creative and and um uh educational way. Nice job. Thank you for sharing, Aaron. For everyone else, events at id10t.com. This episode is Lamorne Morris who you may have seen on The New Girl. Um he was just in this uh Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot. He's been in a ton of stuff. Lamorne has A wonderful career, and he is really great in everything that he's in. And you know, Lamorne and I met one other time. He was on at midnight, maybe four years ago. I think it was four years ago, and um, uh, he was really funny. And and he won, and uh, he won the internet for a day. And then uh, we didn't really talk. I don't think we talked again until this podcast. And sometimes when you're podcasting people you don't know, you know, sometimes it can take a minute to sort of settle in or find, you know, like. A connection point or something and honestly Lamorne and I just like right from the get go right from hello I feel like we just super connected and uh, and I really 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 loved chatting with him so uh, Lamorne if you're listening thank you so much For your time, Um, I adore your work. I'm a fan of your work, and I'm a fan of you as a person. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. He has a new uh, show on Hulu right now called Woke. It is streaming now on Hulu. As soon as you're done with this podcast, you can turn off your podcasting device and go watch it on Hulu. Or maybe it's the same device. You could just jump from the podcast app to the Hulu app, and it's all right there. Because we're living in the future. All right, here's the ID10T podcast number 1093 with Lamorne Morris.
1: Initiating ID10T protocol.
2: Wonderful to see you. I was well, man. I I, 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 don't know if it was maybe might have been like four years ago, but I remember you did at midnight, and I think you were on with Carrot Top. Is, well, am I correct in remembering that?
0: I was on with Carrot Top, and I'm and and I'm glad to say that I won. I won. Yes. <laughs> I won the internet, man. <laughs> you won the internet for twenty three hours and thirty
2: minutes. <laughs> yes, you get to have the internet.
0: <laughs>
2: How yeah. have you been keeping occupied in these? several months of I mean I get we keep my wife and I keep calling it quarantine we're technically not really quarantined
0: but we're assuming that we're under a self-quarantine yeah it's been strange to be honest with you when it first started I was one of those I was one I, I felt like I was in an episode of you know like Walking Dead like I when people would come to my house and look out the window and like what the fuck is that? you know I'm trying to like my sister came by one time the the moment she walked in, I made her walk upstairs and shower. <laughs> I said, before you, come, before you come into the rest of the main house, you got to go upstairs and shower, change your clothes. There's some pajamas laid out for you. Like, I wasn't playing any games. You know, and obviously that that angst kind of wears down a little bit and you become a little bit more normal and you're a little bit more open towards, you know, being lenient towards certain things. And But mentally, man, it's, it's been a roller coaster, to be honest with you. It's been like up and down up and down left and right i know and and it, and it
2: really it seems like the you know the the best way to sort of get through each day is just to get through each day there's it's it's really difficult to sort of i mean for me anyway it's difficult to think too far into the future i it's just mm-hmm. this sort of cloudy nebulous thing that i don't yeah. like i I hope it's okay. Yeah. I hope. I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I mean, what are you, what are you doing to get through each day? Um, it's been, man, it's been, I, I've been lucky enough to like now we're doing press more and I've had some, I've had certain obligations, um, you know, work-wise that, would get me through each day because I had to you know they would set up a set essentially in my house oh wow so yeah, so I got you know certain days went you know went through that way the gym playing basketball, watching basketball you know obviously for me I'm a huge basketball fan, but lucky enough that it's happening now as it, you know because right now we'd be off season and and you want to see a person go crazy that's me during off-season of basketball. So now I'm a little bit more calm. I'm, in, I'm actually in Austin, Texas right now um, handling some stuff. And then so, – so I've just been here sitting in this Airbnb, you know, occasionally going to do some press for the show, but most of the time it's sitting at home watching basketball. Um, you know, uh, that's my thing. So that's kind of how I've been passing the time. As much as I can, I, I I I've never been a big YouTube guy, but let me tell you something. Like, I have taken that deep dive. Like, <laughs> I'm waiting on aliens now. Like, everything's a conspiracy theory. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm all over the place these days. Well, it's it it is it is sort of hard. You you know,
2: we we had gotten for so long, and we take it for granted. We had just gotten into these patterns of like you know, this false sense of security and this sort of structured life of like, mm-hmm. go to work, do this, go here, you know, And yeah. we always just assume like, oh, the you know, the world is a stable, structured place. Mm-hmm. And then we realize, oh, it's not. And we're all very vulnerable. And, yep. and, and wow, now I'm just with myself mm-hmm. and I don't have those, right. you know, to run 100%. off
0: 100%. My mom used to always ask me, you know, why do you always have to get up and go? You always, every time I would come home to Chicago, I'd visit her and I, you know, I'd I'd hang out with her for two days, but for the rest of the week, I'd be out with my friends and popping my head back in to check on her. And she's always like, you, you always you just have to be on the go. You're always on the go. And you got to be more still. You have to be more calm. Let your friends come see you, maybe hang out at the house. Just relax. And and I would always go, mom, you're crazy. Shut up. You know, I wouldn't say shut up to my mom. Yeah. Black mom would slap the shit out of you. But uh, she was, my mom would just go, all right, cool. Have fun. Do your thing. But then once the quarantine happened, my mom was, like, so adjusted already. Like, she's like, oh, everyone's got to stay at home? <laughs> That's easy. Like, you know, me, yeah. I'm, I'm itching, you know? It's
2: it's hard to really, it's hard to get a grasp on, especially when you're, you know, when you're young and you're ambitious and shit's happening and you're working and you're getting offers. Yep. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is what I sought out to do. This is good. I don't need to sit still. Fuck sitting still. and yep then at a certain point you realize oh stillness is a skill set that you have to cultivate because yes. most of the time we're just running away from the millions of things that we're trying to process at all times
0: exactly exactly your skin genuinely starts to itch man like it like i'm learning how to get i'm learning how to 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 cope with things now much better yeah. um, i found i you know I've been in my house for about two years. I'm exploring parts of my house that I never explored before, man. You know, like, are you kidding? Dude, I have like a whole pomegranate tree in my backyard. I, I never knew. See, I that's knew. wonderful. That's wonderful. Because
2: we don't, you know, we're we're always, it's, it's so easy to look forward and backward but we, it's so rare that we look at like, what's in our immediate vicinity. Yeah. Because we sort of just take it for granted. We're either just, you know, way in the future or way in the past.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
2: um, and and I really do believe that cultivating the idea of being able to be present and look around and go, oh, okay, there's that tree. And that makes pomegranates. Mm -hmm. And if I think about that, it kind of nature kind of melts my mind like i feel like those are the
0: things that we are we're not raised to really learn how to do we're not (laughs) we're definitely not i watch my brother sometimes my brother is is he has like this beautiful mind my brother he he reads everything he knows about everything and you know i'll go i'll go on the back and i'll go man i was like did you see that we have this this lemon oh, we have a lemon tree there's like lemons on the ground and he goes oh those are actually meyer's lemons those are uh from derived <laughs> from here 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 or or that's not a or that's a or that's a what is, some other weird lemon type or something like we have all these random trees in our backyard and he'll he'll identify with all of them and if sometimes like i'll pick something early he'll get pissed off <laughs> He's like, that's so yeah.
2: interesting because I've been, you know, I've been watching farming videos just for fun <laughs> and going, I fucking get it now. I get it. Yeah, so you're like you're on a farm. Everything you need is right there. You grow the stuff. You, you know, like the animals. They poop and it helps to yeah. grow the stuff. And then you get milk. And I go, and it's you get trams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it seems like some type of wizardry, but it's like no,
0: no. It's just nature. It's so funny
2: yeah. that we're coming to a point where like.
0: I think nature is magic, you guys. Yeah. It's like we're so used to grabbing stuff out of a bag or out of a refrigerator from a grocery store that we forget, man. We forget that there is beauty in in, in how things are made, you know, um, and not just sexually. You know, there is like <laughs> something about a cow dropping a deuce on the ground. That's just so fascinating, <laughs> you know? Because like, here's the thing about, because cows, if, like if cows take a shit in the grass, yeah. They're giving back to nature. But if a yes. dude, but if some random dude goes and takes a shit in the middle of the street, like, he's crazy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can't just say I'm helping nature. Yeah. It doesn't, it that? Back. It doesn't work. It, no, doesn't, it doesn't work, work as, as well. It. Yeah, we can see a butthole, man. It's exposed. <laughs> 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 that's, the, that's the
2: dividing line yes. you know if you can see the butthole it's not okay yeah, you can't see, see the butthole too. and it's tasteful it's for nature but yeah. if you can see the butthole it's not okay <laughs> I mean it's you know it, it, it really does feel like is this an opportunity to sort of explore like what nature is and what it means to try to create a sustainable environment and to try to understand and to try to like you said about exploring all those parts of your house exploring all those parts of your mind and yourself that you you never really stopped to think about too much before
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much that I need to learn in just life. The older I get, the the more I regret not taking school so seriously, you know, not taking, you know, just my leisure time more serious, you know, and now I find myself trying, at least. I go, oh, I wonder what books feel like. (laughs) You know, I wonder, what's this subject matter everyone's talking about? I find myself diving more and more, obviously a sign of the times that a lot of people are becoming more engaged in, you know, the world around each other, but all the world around us. But I'm, I find myself trying to learn more, you know what I mean? Um, like we have the things that we're good at and in a perfect world, I can just act for a living, watch basketball, goof off, hang out with my friends and family, you know, get entertained by whatever source of entertainment and then repeat, you know, and then travel and do stuff like that. But we find ourselves becoming activists and more engaged in things that we never thought we'd be that would that would pique our our attention you know Um obviously I'm like this work in progress but all I do now is talk to people about their their beliefs and because I'm trying to learn you know what I mean and had had we not been under this strange quarantine if you if you call it that or this pandemic I probably wouldn't have been thinking that way you know
2: you would have been too distracted because there's just yeah. too many you know, and it's hard because it's it's such a it feels like it's such a a thin line between, you know, you want to explore, you 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 want to pursue the career that you set out to do, you wanna take opportunities when you get them. And how do you do that without being without falling into that trap of being consumed by it, you know? Right. Because exactly. so much of our business too, there are so many like really tantalizing parts of it that play to the ego that you may not realize right away. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you can, you know, it's, it's, I think the trick is just to not get caught up in it. But if you're in the cycle, how do you, how do you know?
0: Right. How do you know? It's just as a part of your regular life, you find yourself being, you know, numb to the other things and that the world has to offer. You don't really, you don't really see things from other people's perspectives because you're in this bubble, if you will, of, People who, who are in the same field of work. You know? you know, I find myself complaining. This is a real story. I found myself complaining um, about, a, I, I scratched the back of my bumper on my car, but it's a really, really nice car. And I was complaining about, oh, it's going to cost me this to get it fixed. But it's like, don't be an asshole bro like you first of all you have a ridiculous car like let's just start there like you know what I mean like and, and but to me I was like but that's a problem for me right but you're telling this to a person who may not have a car at all
2: well it's you know? perspective it's, it's 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 getting it's it's being able to and and I think this is hopefully what we will gain from this very surreal experience mm-hmm. of all living through his perspective about what's important mm-hmm. about how right. and then also fighting the urge to because when you're especially if you're alone all the time how to not make everything about you and still yeah. like yeah. Just, just because when you're stuck with yourself all the time you know it's like you, yeah. said you can go down these rabbit holes and then you're just in your mm-hmm. own thing and and we really are social creatures. Like we, we need yeah. to we need to commune with other humans. And you know, like you said, st- You know, like get to the place where, you're like, well, what do you believe? Like, that's such a great. Yeah. You know, it, but it's just again, it's just those things that in in the in the olden times of six months ago, we just were so caught up in our own hamster wheel that we just didn't notice.
0: It's a strange reset that Mother Nature has decided to, uh, yeah. to to force upon us. It's like, all right, everybody, settle down for a second. Let's get back to the way, to, to the way things may need to be, I guess, um, at least for a little while so we can get our brains in order and, like you said, gain some perspective on the real world. Right. Uh, are
2: you going to be in Austin for a while or are you, are you heading back anytime
0: soon? Uh, probably about – I'll be here for another month, maybe, I want to say. Okay. About a month, um, you know. Uh, where are you based? I'm in LA. Oh, oh don't you just love it? Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I do, actually. I do. It's it's. Um, you know, I've, I've lived here forever. I mean, I, I've been here yeah. since I've been here since the you know the 1900s. I think my, my family. Was here <laughs> in And I've been out here a really long time, and you know, it's it. It's such a big, um, amazing city because you really can kind of have any kind of an experience that you want and you know in in Los Angeles I think any you know most places are like that to a degree but LA is just so expansive uh, and there's just so many so many people here that it really is kind of in a way it can be a lot of different things if you want it to be
0: oh absolutely you can ski you can surf you can hike you know, go in your backyard, going, and this is all in the same day. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you can do all this in the same day. This is not a lot of places like it. Um, although fun fact, I don't ski, I don't surf. So <laughs> who gives a damn? <laughs> I can live in Detroit. I don't care. <laughs>
2: There's going to be a certain point in your life where you, you realize, you know, like I, 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 occasionally I'll go, Hey, maybe I'll, I haven't skied since I was a teenager. Maybe I'd go skiing and I'll go, you yeah. know, I think that has already sailed because yeah. at the age I'm at I'm still young enough that I don't feel old but I'm old enough Older. that I will get injured easily.
0: Yes, exactly. And
2: not heal up super quickly. So, oh I'm yeah. from from that kind of an adventure.
0: Dude, there are parts of my body that are hurting that I didn't even know existed <laughs> right now. Like there is something going on in my 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 scapula, is that what it's called, somewhere around I don't know. There's there's a pain there and I'm like yeah. I, what had that it can just be from sitting too long
2: yeah. I that wrong what the yeah. fuck how do you what <laughs> yeah now i can't i can't turn my head because i was leaned like this for too long
0: dude for the longest maybe about a month or two i couldn't turn my neck like this even still to this day it's a little bit sore and i, I have great pillows you know and so i'm not sure if it's the pillow it, it's genuinely my age man it's my it age
2: is, but it but you know what's interesting is that Without that discomfort, you would have not appreciated when you could turn your head again without being in pain. Do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't that's have, true. you wouldn't have been able to go. I, I find the times that I injure myself or I tweak something. And then for like a week, like oh, fuck God, that's just, and then it goes away. I go, oh my God, I've never appreciated just being able to yeah. screw
0: more yeah that's true or, or have a swift reaction to things oh what where like the fact the ability to just look to the right because an accident happened or look to the left look there's a guy shitting on the sidewalk again like, oh, I want to see it like he's a cow it's very weird yeah I, yeah, oh, I wish I couldn't turn my head because I can see his butthole yeah yeah that's his butthole again
2: that's not, uh. <laughs> you don't want to see the butthole. not that no. like, you know not that you would want to see someone pooping yeah. but seeing the butthole just it just heightens yeah. the, the experience yes. in a bad yeah way.
0: that's that's a terrible you don't want to see that like you don't want to <laughs> see like for like if i'm getting a package delivered to my house like i, I, I just have the package there when i open the door i don't need to see the person go inside of the the, the, the shipping facility grab the box put in the truck have the truck drive it up that's what the butthole is it's all it's, that it's too much process yeah it's being i don't need that just drop <laughs> the box off <laughs> Yeah, Just,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see the Amazon Prime butthole pooping out the package. Yes, yes, yes. Just Leave it at the door. You know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm curious to know what your experience was with, um, uh, with how long did New Girl run? Five, six seasons, seven seasons?
0: Seven. seven, seven seasons. Yeah.
2: So that is already like rarefied television air. You got to be yeah. on the show for seven seasons, which is mm-hmm. not common particularly now now like it's not that common anymore (laughs) but you know getting on a show must have been uh like getting on a sitcom to me was always like well that's the ultimate you get on a sitcom Mm -hmm. you know you have a regular schedule you're set it's fun you know but you must have had expectations going into that show so Was it after a season or two that you sort of felt like, oh, I, you know, like, did you notice it anymore? Did you have to keep reminding yourself like, hey, this is, this does not happen very often. What was, what was that experience mentally uh, for you throughout that seven years?
0: It was a roller coaster, dude. I mean, the first season, you know, when when you first get the call that you're on the show, you know, it's a dream come true. So you don't know what to do. To this day, I haven't felt that excitement about something, like the initial excitement. You know what I mean? Um, so that bur- that 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 first moment was, holy crap! My whole life is about to change. <clears throat> I have this skill and this ability to do something that the world is going to see. Finally, like I've been telling people, I'm really good at this thing. Like, and I only get to do it at second city or UCB, but like, I, I want to do it on TV now, you know, and finally when someone's approves of you to, when someone approves of you to be able to do that, you have this burst of joy, but then right afterwards, there's this fear. Like, oh, what if I fuck this up? <laughs> like, now the world will see. Like, I'm a fraud. Am I a scam artist? Like, well, like, I, I hopefully I'm good. And in that first season, uh, there wasn't a lot of development for my characters. And my character was a bit of a replacement character. So, and it was a whole different character in, in its entirety. So, you know, they hadn't written for this character. They hadn't really developed this character yet. So it was a bunch of me just trying to piece it together on the fly and it's my first time being on television like on, in that capacity so that fear was weighing on me I thought I was going to be fired every episode I just thought you know they're going to write me off and Winston gets hit by a bus like this is the day Winston you know gets you know he just randomly moves to Ohio somewhere you know and I just and that that was hard for me um and but the writers and the showrunner Liz Meriwether. And my fellow actors, they definitely encouraged me and kept saying, you know, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. And it did. And then the the normalcy of it all started to kick in where you forget sometimes that you're still lucky to be here. And Mm -hmm. this isn't a job that you should take lightly because someone genuinely would kill you for this job. There are people out there who would slice my throat to get this job, you know? And so I have to stop and remind myself of that uh, occasionally just to, just to keep the excitement going as well, because this is our, what we do, what we get to do for a living. We're very privileged to do it, but it wasn't easy. I mean, I'm sure you've had your roadblocks and your ups and downs the same way everybody else does. And as long as you keep that in the back of your mind, you know, that, the road the journey itself was was wasn't like what people think it is you know i have a lot of friends that are like who, who, well i take that back not my friends because my friends know the the grind my friends definitely pulled me through a pulled me out of a lot of fires for sure but there are people that you meet that are like uh well oh, you must be living a life man this is the easiest job all. you just show up and just do this and go home i'm like it kind of but not really you know it's there are certain days where it's very cushy to be honest with you it's a very privileged thing but there are days man where you know you're you're up you're shooting for 17 hours in in a in rigorous situations that aren't to be compared to actual real hardcore jobs but at the same time you i remember shooting something where i didn't sleep for four straight days And I just remember being delirious on set. And I remember in the middle of a scene talking and and like slowly nodding off until I blacked out, and hit my head on the table. I was just like, whoa, what the hell's going on? (laughs) They were like, like, you're exhausted. You're dehydrated. You're not taking care of yourself. You know, we get into these things and they become difficult for us. So that's part of the grind a little bit that people don't necessarily know about they don't know about the times you slept in your car you know they don't know about the times that that you had to borrow money from a million different people and you know rob peter to pay paul like just to eat the times that i'm walking down lancresham boulevard in north hollywood people think i'm just kind of roaming and just taking a nice gentle stroll but in fact i'm looking for change on the ground so i can eat food that day you know what i mean and you know that's that's the hard part about the business is that we're, we're, we're aiming for something that there, there is no right or wrong way to do. And, and we're shooting our shot. You know, it's not like I wanted to get a job at the bank where it's like, okay, get a finance degree. Okay, great. Fill out this application. Great. Sit down with this guy, or this woman, and they say, okay, great, you got the job. It's, it's so much more that goes into it because most of us don't make it. You know we are the lucky one percent that that managed to turn our passions into um um a career um that we can be proud of, so on you know reminding myself every day when I'm on set on new girl, I used to always talk about man, they weren't writing for me they weren't writing for me, they weren't writing for me mm-hmm. and and I had to put it in perspective. It's like, hey man, you're on a damn television show <laughs> well, like you'll be fine you'll be fine um, so here we are yeah but that the thing that you said about
2: in and this this is in anything you could have ever expected is getting getting a dream job and then immediately feeling fear of like oh my god and then mm-hmm. sort of realizing oh i i think i need to like navigating your own self is such a big part of you know particularly mm-hmm. this business generally everything but particularly this business because there's no real it, it, it's so difficult to know if you're doing a good job it's not right it's not linear in that way there aren't you know you, you kind of just have to be okay the people that tend to do the best tend to be they tend to be more in your mom's line of thinking of like well you mm-hmm. know you're, you're fine you know just calm down yeah. whatever you'll be fine you're doing mm-hmm. this today. Maybe tomorrow you're doing something else. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the, that's kind of the the gold mental standard is just being able to take things as, as they come and not getting so overprotective or like self-destructive or, oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck this up. I mean, you know, yeah. but, but, but it's understandable why that would happen because you work so hard to get, the top, yes. to get where you are. Of course you don't want to lose it. Right,
0: of Right, of course, man. That's like, it's a precious cargo. You know, you, at the end of the day, it's just a thing, but, it, but it's so precious to you. Yeah. It is, and not a lot of people can understand it until they're in it, you know. Um, so for me, man, it's just a day-by-day situation, just a day-by-day thing. You know, we're always trying to get other jobs, too. We're always trying to, you know, I, I, I want to do everything, you know, I want to do what you do. I want to learn how to do. I want to learn how to speak to people in such a way that's eloquent and that I can keep a conversation going. I want to. I want to host things. I want to have f- like those. When I did your show, bro, I was like fun. I was like, I'm so glad. Oh my god! That. Yeah, so I was like, so happy. this is fun, dude. I was like, yeah, I want like let's do another one. Like, oh, let's let's do another show. Let's do another episode. That's like the perfect way to spend time. You know, obviously, you're making money for yourself, but at the same time, you're goofing off with friends and having fun, and you know, you're getting silly and you're 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 using your mind to do cool things that people that will entertain people. Oh, um, that's, that's so nice, dude. That's man. You like, I want to do that. Like, I want to do, I want to do it all. And now's and a I good know, time
2: to be hosting unscripted stuff because it's, it's yeah. feels like it's a little bit easier to get hosty stuff going again more mm-hmm. than scripted stuff because the scripted stuff they're still trying to they're still kind of figuring out protocols but hosty stuff you know
0: they can yeah
2: one studio they can distance people it feels a little bit easier mm-hmm. and,
0: oh know, absolutely
2: yeah and, absolutely. You the show and, and honestly that's Thank such you. a high compliment that you had fun on it because that's what i i always hoped the show would be is like i, I just feel like you know, when people are having fun and they're comfortable, that's when they're free to get into the flow state and just have as like really be as creative as possible. So. Oh yeah. You just lose yourself
0: in the process a bit. Yeah, man. Um, So great. I I think everyone um, listening will, I'm sure you've just agreed to uh, produce the show that I'm probably going to do next. Of course I I will. I absolutely will. You have the concept. I don't have it yet, but you have the concept. You just told me you had it somewhere. So thanks, man.
1: (laughs) Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles
2: I'll tell you what, all, all, you know, all it takes, and the answer is, you know, absolutely. You know, like yeah. you know, we can definitely talk about shows, about about <laughs> kicking ideas around, whatever you want. But it really is just about, you know, it's it's also so easy when you go, I want to do a thing, but I don't know what it is, and so you just kind of file it away. Yeah. But it's shocking how sometimes how little we credit ourselves for being able to figure shit out when we need to. Like if you just mm-hmm. make those decisions you start coming up with answers and you start kicking ideas around and before you know it, you're like, Oh my God, I think this is actually a thing. I think we have a thing. We might have a thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I even in the scripted space sometimes, Oh my gosh, the amount of ideas that I have that I have not like, you know, cultivated are it's, it's massive. It's massive. I could be Dick Wolf. I feel like I could be Dick Wolf right now. All the ideas that I have. (laughs) Um, But you're right. It's that, next step next step next step how do we cultivate it how do we grow it that i'm learning i'm learning how to do so i'm in the middle of developing quite a few things right now which just like you said it took these weird leaps where it's like oh i just have to now speak to this person about it or I just now have to spend, spend a few days writing out this synopsis. How do I come to this conclusion? Okay, great. We got that. Now I want to develop the treatment. Okay, great. Those are things that I never, just based off the fact that I'm an actor, I just was like, oh, someone will give me lines to say, and then I'll say those lines and make up some fun stuff, and that's it. But now, you know, in the creative process, there's a lot more steps that are involved. And, uh, and it's fun, to, it's fun to, to now take that leap into the producer side of things.
2: Yeah, I mean, it it also gives you a whole appreciation for it 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 is astonishing that anything ever gets made to be honest. Like when you, yeah. you're on the producer side and you see how many fail points there can be for a show and it's like mm-hmm. and even you can get a show that you think it I mean, I've had shows that were picked up and then all of a sudden like an executive leaves and then a new executive comes in yep. and then like swipes everything off the table that was in production yeah. <laughs> they want to bring in all their own stuff you're like holy Ooh. shit realize how little control you really have over all of it and you just yeah. have to like you know you really just have to embrace the process and just know okay all right well you know well, there's something better around the corner i guess is there is there a type of show that you want to host do you want to host like a chat show or a game show or a or a comedy panel show like what, what have you thought about doing
0: Comedy panel stuff is really fun to me as well. um, Because it's, for me, I, you know, being a humorous individual, I find it fun to speak with other humorous individuals. Right, right, um, right. Because all they do is set you up and all you do is set them up. And it's just a bunch of people setting each other up. Those are always fun to me. Um, I love game shows. You know, I, I, I love game shows because... You know, I I'd, I'd done some hosting in the past, and that's kind of how I got my start a little bit back on BET. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more so, you know, talk to the camera while stuff is happening somewhere else. I would toss to videos or toss to different things like that. But I would know, talk about video games and gadgets and tech and stuff like that. But um, you know, watching competition happen in front of you, you know, watching people do weird stuff like it's always fun. You know what I mean? It's um, I don't look at it as work. Obviously there's business to, to be, to be done. You know what I mean? You don't want to screw up your lines or say the wrong thing, especially if it's a live show. Um, so there's a little pressure there, but I feel like when you, when you, you, know, you get some cue cards and you got a teleprompter, I think it's fun, man. I, I, especially, or well, at least from, at least from the other side too, is being a contestant, right. you know, being a contestant, watching the host, like watching what you, you guys do. It seems so it's, fascinating to me it's like you got somebody talking to you in your ear you know you're you're having to handle business over here you have to still be alive and you have to still run the show um that's that's cool like i look at that and i go
2: ah damn that's really you can learn that no problem it's sort of like um it's just like driving you know like Mm -hmm. if you tried to explain driving to someone especially i had to learn to drive you know when i was 15 and a half I went Mm -hmm. to driving to driving school or whatever and they Mm -hmm. made you learn on a manual transmission so like you need to know you need to know how to do this you need to know how to you know pull out of a parallel sparking spot on an incline with a clutch you know and at first it's like oh wait what this oh and I gotta do this but then after a while it's like it's just a muscle memory you know yeah so you learn how to you very quickly would learn how to you know, listen with one ear to a producer telling you something, listen to what's happening on stage with your other ear, you know, see what's coming, mm-hmm. see where you are, see what's coming up and where you need to go. And then it really is just like driving. It's just like a series mm-hmm. of things in place. I, you, you, would have it no
0: problem, you know? Well, that's awesome, man. We're going to go out to uh, NBC, you and I, and we're going to pitch some ideas. I love it. I would love that, you know, because <laughs> I, I honestly,
2: there's such a, there's such a, A void of panel shows in the states, and Mm. they're deceptively hard to do. I I think a lot of times people go, "Oh, you just put a bunch of funny people." And it's like, "Well, yeah, (laughs) the right structure and the right combination of people who play well Mm -hmm. off each other." And so there is a Mm -hmm. little bit of a a thing to a little bit of a trick to it. But in general, there should be more comedy panel. It's like, especially now, like you know it'd be so much easier to produce comedy panel than almost anything else. And oh, yeah. now yeah, so time. much
0: information out there. There's so much news. There's so many things to talk about, you know, yeah. here I am having a conversation about other things that I'm used to talking about and, and the conversations go on and on and on and on. And I'm not used to that, but there's a wealth of things happening in our world that we can pull from one it's very scary but also it's very it's very um it's very uh i'm very happy to see it i'm very yeah. happy to see that people are engaged and just talking to each other more you know what i mean like even stuff like this back and forth between you and i um, i haven't seen you since the show since we did i it's like four maybe four years ago yeah i haven't seen you since then but I'm a huge fan of yours and I think it's great that we get to just have this conversation and we're talking about a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: we're, that's what's great about a podcast. I don't know if you if you ever thought about doing a podcast. Um, I always think about it. I always think I don't even know where to start. So I just go uh, well, it's I had the same issue before I started mine because I had a you know, I had a handful of friends. Now we're yeah, I guess this one is ten and a half years old, but even back then, mm-mm. you know, the Mark and Doug Benson, you know, like other guys yeah. had been doing them already. Jimmy Pardo, other comedians I knew that had done them already. And so I, I kind of had the same thing. I was like, well, what's my, what's the concept? I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. And then at a certain point, you just realize like, oh, it's, it's, it's you. Like you're the, you're yeah. the thing that makes it different because you're a unique set of experiences and molecules. And that's what's, that's what's valuable. And once you start down the path, it will reveal, like, you'll start to figure out what it is, but it's just, it's sort of like stand-up. You just don't know it, or even sketch or improv, because mm-hmm. your background, it's, you just don't know until you just do it, you know? Like, if you talk yeah. about an improv scene, then it's not improv anymore, yeah. Yeah. And you're, you know, fuck <laughs> it up. But if you just do it, your brain, you just have to trust that your brain's going to figure it out when you're in the situation, and you will.
0: Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So, have you heard of Rick Glassman? Do you know Rob yeah. You ever done his podcast? Ever take your shoes off? No. Oh my gosh! It's, so watching him do his podcast has given me inspiration because he's one of the goofiest, silliest people you've ever met in your entire life. And I, I, I watch the evolution of his podcast because I've been on it maybe three times at this point. Um, but it's in his living room, and he he's so true to who, to who he is that I can see his podcast, and I know his thing because we're friends and he has he's very anal about putting shoes on or taking your shoes off when you walk into his apartment and he has all these nice rugs because you know his dad owns like this rug company in ohio and you walk in you see all these like glorious ass rugs on the floor and he's like do you mind taking your shoes off and at first you think he's doing a bit but he's not like he's really serious and then what what follows is a long bit that you're not quite sure if it's real or not. And he's, you're always on your toes. So that when I, when I know, when you know Rick Glassman, you then say, Oh, that's what his podcast would be immediately. You can tell for me, I'm like, man, I just feel like I'm boring as fuck, dude. Like I just
2: feel like, but you may not have the correct perspective on yourself in that way, because we're automatically our own worst critic. Hmm. And so you you know, you you must have been in many situations where you tell a story that to you was like, ah, it's just not, it's just my life. It's not that. And then someone goes, oh, that's yeah. really funny. You should write that. What? No, yeah. that's not funny. You know. And we keep looking to other things to be the thing that elevates. it. Right. It's like no, but you're the thing that elevates. Yeah. You, you are the. You you're what's interesting. It's not some other thing or some other character or some other idea. Right. And I just feel like were you to start, you, I mean, the, one of the reasons that I've been able to keep doing the podcast for 10 and a half years and still love doing it is that I just love talking to people and I love learning yeah. from people and I love discovering things about myself while discovering things about other people. Right.
0: Weirdest thing you've discovered about someone on your podcast. The weirdest thing? Yeah. Or that uh, maybe an aspect of life where you were like, what the fuck? I had no idea.
2: Um, uh, well, I guess it's just, you know, the consistency of, I, I'm. there are certain people that I've had on before that I didn't really know much about that I was totally mm-hmm. blown away by how incredible they ended up being, like, you know, there was this actor named Michael Ironside who's been in a bunch of, mm-hmm. he was in Starship Troopers, he was in Total Recall, he usually mm-hmm. plays a bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, and ended up being just so, one of the most contemplative thinker, you know, and it's mm-hmm. not, like, it's not that I went into it thinking like he's not going to be that, but I just wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting, you know? And so I love when people have like a a really interesting point of view and the things that I generally gravitate toward are that kind of like what your mom said, like my ears perked up when your mom talked about stillness and calm because Mm -hmm. the people that tend to fare best, you know, are the ones that can kind of get their own brain out of the way And be in the moment and don't take all of the external stuff like they don't find their value in that. They they somehow have figured out like they have, you know, what they call this internal locus of value.
0: Right.
2: And they're just peaceful and calm with whatever happens. And so it's it's seeing that that kind of consistency across, you know, from people that I really respect and other people who have surprised me in a fabulous way. And so Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's why I don't have like a specific answer of like, oh my God, this, you know, but it's just a handful of people that have, almost every podcast, there's something, at least a few things that I think I need to remember that or I need to write that down because that's a valuable bit of information and it will blow you away how many things are consistent in terms Mm -hmm. of like what happiness is, what stillness can be. And but just hearing different people's versions of it um, is very affirming because you go, oh, there must be something to that because I've heard this, a similar idea of that quite a lot.
0: Mm, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a ton of sense. That Stillness is still something I'm trying to work on. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. It, 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 again, this pandemic has definitely helped me in that aspect for sure though. Um, so we'll see, man. Hopefully I don't... Uh, shrivel up like an old person in this house well it's
2: hard because (laughs) as performers like you're automatically not still
0: you know right
2: you have a lot of energy because you have a lot of things you want to express and you have a lot of things that you want to do so to be still is almost to fight the thing that drives you i often wonder you know i've I've had that fear before of like oh if i become if i (laughs) This is not going to make any sense, but if I just become, if I just feel okay, if I if I allow myself to be still, will I not want to accomplish anything anymore? It's like, well, yeah. that's kind of a paradox, though, because isn't the goal to be happy and okay with yourself? Yes. Yeah, it is. But I want to do that stuff. Yeah, but if you were happy, would it matter? If you you could do that stuff, yeah. if it was fun. But yeah. But if you didn't have that's to, true. you know, so it's this
0: kind of weird thing. I always equate my happiness with, um, with money sometimes. Like I really like, not not always, sometimes. Um, I'll go, I'll say to myself, oh man, you know, it'd be really fun to like, I want to throw my birthday party on a yacht. Like I just want to like sail around. I've never done that before. Like I want to, but then I go, man, that's really expensive. And I go, okay, I could pay for that. But then, Jesus, that's a lot of money. But if I had a billion dollars.
2: <laughs> like, would... but you know, what's funny is that <laughs> and I know and I know this sounds crazy because there's, you know, it's th- th- there's so much economic disparity in the world. And mm-hmm. but uh, but the people that have a billion dollars, a lot mm-hmm. of them are going, but if I had two, you know, yeah. and so there is there is um, this really interesting idea. Uh, called hedonic adaptation, and the idea behind mm-hmm. it is that you very quickly develop a resistance or a, to whatever your baseline is. So yeah. you say to yourself, like, "I wish I had," you know, ten thousand dollars, and then you get ten thousand dollars. You immediately become very used to that ten thousand dollars, and then you want mm-hmm. twenty, and then you want thirty, or you or your brain gets all fucked up with the fear and the you know. Yeah. So it's this it's this trap this never ending hamster wheel of more 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 because you're chasing an external thing to try to give yourself the internal value that you should right.
0: have <laughs> right
2: and i'm not saying I, i'm good at it i'm just saying like that the I, the goal is to like well how can you be okay like once you have your basic needs met how can you be okay not falling into that trap of chasing 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 something you think is going to fix you when it's probably not, it's just going to make you want something else.
0: Right. It's very strange how that works, man. It's called hedonic, what? Adaptation.
2: Adaptation? What I've seen on it. Yeah. What I've read about it's called hedonic adaptation. I don't know if that's the official name, Mm. but that's the term that I've seen and hamster wheel is another sort of reference point where you just, you know, it
0: makes total sense. It makes absolute and total sense. I remember my, my goals, um, getting into this business and, and every time you attain one of those attain one of those goals, you then you well you know maybe maybe if I had a vacation home that'd be cool right you know maybe if I did this that'd be cool and then you you find like like I like I said before I got I, I bought my house two years ago this is the second house that I bought for myself um, sold the last one when I got this house I was like oh man it's a really cool house I could put a basketball court in the backyard I can do these things and I did and then I found myself never at home. I found myself leaving all the time. I found myself going like not, not even like stupid, not knowing that I had a damn pomegranate tree in the backyard. Right. And it's like, you know, you, 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 I'd be perfectly fine in a, in a studio apartment. Right. You know, cause I was there before and actually I felt I, I, on in some instances I felt more creative and more hungry. Um, right. That way, you know, now you get to this level of comfort where you're you're content but not really cuz you always want that little bit extra. Um
2: that's the, it man that's exactly it. And 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 the I think the goal is to you know there's some I think there's some people who say like well you should just not have anything, you know, like you should be okay with <laughs> you know. And it's like well, listen, I think it's fine to have things Mm -hmm. It's fine to have them because you want them and enjoy them, not because you need them, you know? Not because you have some sort of a codependent relationship with with the material world that you... It's like, I need this or I don't have any value, you know? It's like, you do have value because you're you. And, you know, like, that's enough. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to have stuff. It's okay to... If you want a nice house, it's okay to have a nice house. As long Mm -hmm. as you're not defined by it and as long as you know, like, you know, like what you said, like, you know what? This is great, but if I were... You know, if I were back where I was, you know, 15 years ago or whatever in a studio apartment, that would be great, too, you know, because yeah. I'm here and I, I I personally, I carry the value within me. It's not it's not out there in the world.
0: Exactly. I always think about the amount of fun that I had when I was struggling. You know, we were such a wild group of, of young people. When I first moved to L.A., I was 25 and I was, you know, um, I had roommates in an apartment and it was, you know, the, the carefree Ability to just kind of just exist and not have real responsibilities. We had responsibilities, but they were more so like we didn't have shit, so we 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 couldn't lose shit, you know. So we <laughs> right. when it was like it's time to go hang out, let's go hang out. I I really enjoyed those moments when we would go out to grab a drink because we were all so broke that we would have just enough to go out and get a couple of drinks, and it was the funnest night. Ever we would go to Big Wang's down in North Hollywood? I just oh my god, I remember, (laughs) I know the place you're talking about. Yep, (laughs) yep, we go to Big Wang's and just I mean, 25 Cent Wing Night was like oh my gosh, it was the greatest thing of all time. And I miss that excitement that I had about doing it because now it's just so commonplace to just oh, we're gonna go have a couple drinks, it's fine and it's whatever, and then you're gonna go home and get back to the you know, the daily grind, but when you're that age and you're and you got nothing to lose, you're you you you, you really in and you really thrive in those moments. I, I think if something so basic is making ramen noodles for 10 people at your apartment. That's something we used to do. You
2: well, know? yeah. I mean, I think what you're talking about, and by all means, correct me if I'm wrong, is that. Because, you know, we have these times in our lives where we don't have things or we don't have access to things. And mm-hmm. so what we engage in are experiences and yes. our community. We have like communal mm-hmm. experiences. And you, the older I get, the more I realize like the experiences are really the cool parts of life, not the things. Things, Right, are, exactly. They're pretty neutral, you know, like they're inert, you know, but the experiences like you said, going to 25 Cent Wing Night, going to this place in Northern yeah. Hollywood, being with people, not having a care in the world, you know, like all of that. Like that's, that's the experience is impactful. That's what you carry with you. If someone just hands you a thing, you're okay, with a thing and then five seconds later, you're like, I want a new thing, you know? Yeah. But the experiences really, they just permeate your, you know, outer layer and they just kind of get into your soul and that, I don't know, the, the, those are the things that I think, are worth focusing on more mm-hmm. than, you know, what kind of yeah. thing can I get?
0: And I think that's, a. I think that's, you know, I'm not sure if that's a taught or a, I'm not sure what kind of behavior that is. I don't know if that's, you know, something you just grow up with. I'm not sure if that's nature, but when I was a kid, we, you know, in our neighborhoods, it was like, the things were the, were, were the things to obtain. That was, that was the goal is to get these things because, you know, when you grow up poor, you grow up broke, you don't necess- you don't, you don't have access to them. So you, you strive to get access to those things. Right. But, but at the same time, when you remember your youth, you remember how much fun you had without them mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't replicate that you know, you, you can try. And I think a lot of people spend most of their lives chasing that feeling that they had when, when, when they were, when they were children. But I think what, if people started to realize more often that, you know, that feeling you had when you were kids was just about community and it was just about an experience, you know? Um, And like, you can't tell a poor kid he's poor, Cause that's all he knows. He's just like, this is, oh, am I, I don't know. Cause I just uh, went to the park today, played some ball, like had an ice cream cone. Like, it was fun. You know, what else could you possibly want? And then you see like a Lamborghini drive down the street and you go, whoa what is that?
2: <laughs> you, know? and then you go, wow, the guy who owns that must be the happiest guy in the world. Cut to the guy inside yes. crying because he's, yes. he's yes. done like a mountain of Coke and he's fucking, yes. everyone <laughs> hates him. and <laughs> You know, I mean, oh my God. you know, it's just, but, but when you're a kid, you see the shiny things and you think, oh, status, you know, like, but I, but I do think that, you know, the one thing about sort of chasing that feeling, it's like, chasing that feeling from youth the the paths are chasing them through things so maybe it's you know maybe it's a Lamborghini or maybe it's like you know like something that I've done which is acquire a lot of you know old toys from you know when you're younger that are now like value you know it's like this was never opened you know
0: yeah
2: uh but but I think it's really about newness right Mm -hmm. it's when you're young and I always think of it like You ever notice how people always say that the best SNL cast was the one that they watched growing up? Yeah. And it's like, well, because you, it was comedy was new to you and it was like, it was broadening your horizons and it was fine, you know, like, yeah, when you saw star Wars as a kid, no no other star Wars movie is ever going to replicate that because you were a kid (laughs) and your mind, like it just, the newness of it, you know,
0: and so... Would you kill me if I said I never saw Star Wars?
2: No, not at all. Listen, I'm not, I'm not that kind of a nerd snob. I'm really not. <laughs>
0: okay. Because
2: I, I sort of feel like everyone has their own path. Maybe if you saw it... Now, it'd be interesting. Actually, maybe that's your podcast. is just like stuff you didn't see when you were younger. And then you go, okay, I did not understand. Why in the first one did this happen? But in the second one, have you seen any yeah. of the Star Wars movies? Never. Not one. It's kind of a badge of honor at this point, if you haven't seen one yet. It almost feels like a shame to break the streak.
0: 100%. It's like, I have no tattoos either. And I know a lot, and like, all my friends are covered in tattoos. I don't have any either. Look at us, man. <laughs> Look at
2: us. You know why? Because now at my age, I sort of feel like I'd get one and go, oh, God damn it! why did I do, you know. Exactly. You know, at least if you get one when you're young, you go, nah, I was young. And you know, even if you hate it, you go, I was young. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought I needed a four-leaf clover there. I don't know. <laughs> uh but but now that i'm older i just feel like i'm too aware of my choices and i just feel like i would after a week i'd go i just want to scrape this off
0: 100% i mean i know i have these ideas of what i want and i've always you know every chapter in my life i go i'm going to do that you know sometimes like I'll, i've lost a couple of close friends and i go oh, i'm going to put their name on my arm and i never do it i want to do this and i never do it i have this this new show coming out woke and i play this cartoonist oh, um who? this guy oh yeah you know and i i play this guy keith knight and i said you know what if this show if this show gets picked up i'm gonna get i'm gonna have him draw like some sort of funny strip and i'm gonna put that strip on my ribs like i'm gonna do that and i said i was gonna do that thought about doing it chickened out and now here i am again saying if we get a second season, <laughs> if we get a second season, that means the first season I had to have been successful. Then I'm going to get that tattoo. But I'm going to get it on my ribs and I'm rarely shirtless. So no one will really see it um except for my many lovers. Um and <laughs> uh um so then that's that's that'll be the time that I get this uh this tattoo.
2: Yeah, I mean it it is I I've heard That when people get a tattoo, that it's the kind of thing where you go, oh, now I need another one. And now I need another one. And now I need another one. I can't see that happening with me, but I don't know.
0: Well, we'll, once we sell our first show together, then you have to get a tattoo. Then you're going to get the tattoo. Then Then I'll get the tattoo of a guy taking a shit on the sidewalk. Are we going to see his butthole? That's the important part. <laughs> that uh, might be too much. That might be too much for TV.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team
1: if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the
2: f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass- So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
1: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all. Not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Everyone's journey is different so your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your free trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: you just reminded me of the most uncomfortable tattoo I've ever seen. Well, actually, it's not uncomfortable. It's- it's it's on the internet of course like everything is on the internet actually when i think about it it is the best example of a guy taking lemons and turning them into lemonade he had a Mm. weird navel it was just like this weird it was just puckered in a weird way so he had a cat tattooed on his entire chest and his navel was the cat's butthole and the cat (laughs) was just looking back at the viewer (laughs) knowing like "Mm, that's my butthole and uh that was just what i thought it was actually okay
0: Oh my god, that's pretty fun. That's pretty good. I saw on a on a on the opposite side of things, but kind of similar. I saw a person getting their butthole tattooed. This is during one of my weird World Star Hip Hop uh, deep dives. Whenever you go on World Star Hip Hop, you find some strange shit, man. And uh, someone was getting their butthole, get
2: butthole, tattooed. A butthole tattoo. Is it like it was on the sphincter ring, or was it just like around? On the sphincter ring. That feels like. There's a risk of infection,
0: maybe because it's one hundred percent the dump. Because that's like the absorbent part of your like, (laughs) when you know when you're like putting uh, tampons with vodka on them up your butthole. You've done that. Everyone's done I have that? two in right now. What do you? Yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> That's so funny. I think you know, just pitching for the podcast. You know, one episode <laughs> is you watching Star Wars. Another one is delving into the science and biology of how to get a butthole tattoo. Tattoo, yes. <laughs> really. So I've done my research. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I genuinely, I think you know, a podcast could be could be fun for you because. It could just be a self-discovery journey for you as well, you know, like it could just be yeah. something that allows you to find out more about you uh in the process
0: yeah that's you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna next time you speak to me, this podcast will already be in development it's going to happen it's gonna happen man it's gonna happen. I have to
2: say by the way, uh my wife and I watched Bloodshot the other night, and we really enjoyed it. it was so much <laughs> oh, thank fun. you. And I think the thing that I loved, and I paused the movie to say to my wife, and this isn't a huge spoiler of the movie, there's this, like, fun, like, accent ping pong that's happening because um, Toby Kibble, who's British, has an Australian accent, Guy Pearce is British, and he's playing an American accent, you are American, and you're doing a British accent. And yes. there's no explanation. It's just like, oh, everyone's just, but of course, Vin Diesel's Vin Diesel. But, yeah, of
0: course. Uh, He's just so been. was that accidental, or what was the... Kind of. So, you know, what's interesting is that none of these characters had to be any of these ways. These were all choices. Yeah, but it was fun. You know? way, it totally yeah. worked for your character, by the way. It, to- it made perfect sense to me. Oh, man. thank you, dude. I just remember getting the audition for it and them saying the casting director just said try an accent. You know, they they there there was a the script was written as Russian. Yep. You know, he was this, this Russian coder um slash hacker and uh I just knew that I, that Black Russians don't exist. If they do, please dm me i want to meet you um but you know um i just thought okay let me try something else so i tried, played with australian a little bit and um and so then i went to i went to british but i made this audition tape that whenever i i hate self taping i hate sitting in front of a white wall and then mm. doing the scene it just doesn't bring out all the things that i would do on set so I shoot my auditions like the actual scene, so it takes me a couple of days. I'll get a crew, like a small crew, like someone operate the camera and maybe some lights or something like that. And then we'll and then we'll rock out that way. We'll actually do the scene with other actors, et cetera, in it. God damn it! That's a good idea. It never fucking
2: occurred to me to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's um, a genius idea. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> so is that's what I
2: do. A genius idea. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm, no, it's I'm all good. just melting it like, oh yeah, if you have the resources to do that, why would you choose to do it in front of a plane? Yeah,
0: exactly. And I feel like with most, I think like most actors would benefit from it because we're so, we're our creativity goes way past this chair in this white wall. And there's so many things you want to do that maybe don't come across in front of a white wall. Right. And And the accent, for example, was something that I had played around with just with friends, goofing off. I never, I had never been asked to do one on camera before, Um, so it worked in that instance because I got to move around while I was playing with the accent to distract a little bit from maybe the points in my accent that that were bad. Right. (laughs) So you know, but it's like, oh, if if the part of my accent slipped in this moment, it doesn't matter because. I have a laser thing in my hand. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm distracting you from this weird accent that I'm doing. And so that to me is the reason why I did it that way. So, but funny fact, I sent the audition tape in and 30 minutes later, I booked it, which was unheard (laughs) of. Yeah. and And I remember getting to South Africa and sitting with the director and he goes, he goes, eh, my accent's really bad for the South African accent, just FYI. Sure. He's like, hey, bro, like, why? what made you do that, it's, Um, uh, the, the British accent? I loved it. And I was like, I thought you wanted me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I thought this was a dope coming from you. He was like, he's like, no, no, you could have did your regular American accent. I like your voice. You could have done it that way. Wait. I was just like. Oh my God! It, though it's great because it, it worked the way it worked, and honestly,
2: I th- I had a moment where I said to Lydia, "I go, I don't, I didn't know the was British. Like I honestly thought yeah. that, that was actually your." And I had to think back. I go, he was on at midnight, but I don't remember him doing a British accent. Was he doing an American accent the entire time for New Girl? And then I up, no, it's Chicago. <laughs> what the fuck? Like it was, Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was good accent. Because a lot of times Americans, a lot of times we don't get a chance to play, uh, you know, Brits. Brits always play, you know, American and, uh, and they're so good at it. I mean, they've been doing it forever, but you know, it's fun to get a chance to play something other than, you know, yourself.
2: Well, Brit the, the British, the British accents are tough because obviously the UK is a lot older than the United States. Mm-hmm. In the United States, we have like, you know, a handful of regional, yeah. you know, there's, so, and if you really get into the South, you know, like, I'm from Tennessee. There's a difference between, like, mm-hmm. Mississippi and Texas and Georgia. And, you know, yep. in general, we have, like, New York, Midwest, mm-hmm. Chicago, Boston, West Coast, yep. and just kind of flat American. But in the UK, mm-hmm. which is a much smaller landmass, the accents are so fucking specific over oh, so yeah. short you know so it's just t- it's tougher for us to do them convincingly to brits because brits are like man, that's you're not doing it mate you know like they yes. just don't yes you could be doing i'm
0: not quite sure where you're from brother. i'm like i don't know either man i'm sorry <laughs> <You don't know. laughs> i haven't been to this weird town you're from i haven't been there <laughs> Small town, 17 people sorry <laughs>
2: Um, when does, uh, so your show woke is, uh, September 9th, right? Is that the date? September 9th, September 9th on Hulu.
0: Yeah. All episodes streaming. So
2: all episodes streaming at once. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That is, that's right. We're in the
0: time now where it's like, here's the series. Yep. Go ahead. Have fun. Binge it. Watch it. Tell me what you think. <laughs> when did you shoot it? We shot the pilot last year and then we shot the, the season in January and February. Okay. Um, yep. Vancouver um good old snowy rainy Vancouver oh yeah <laughs>
2: uh, the cast is great Blake Anderson's in it and Sashir. oh, yeah.
0: And do, who's oh yeah oh my gosh we have this comedian T Murph is in it as well he's from Chicago uh, up-and-coming guy he's is one of his first acting roles and he's gonna blow you away in this show um uh a funny story about those really quick we right across the street from where we were staying in Vancouver there was a it was a, a strip club um and one day, everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna go to the strip club." And what we didn't—I didn't realize that T. Murph really wanted to go, but he wanted to go because he didn't tell us that there was a comedy club at the top floor. Oh, And he's like, "Oh, we're going for the comedy. That's what we're going for." <laughs> and I remember going, but there's like a strip club downstairs. Like, don't you just want to see what's going on? Like, and it's like, "No, we gotta go up here." And we went out to check out the set. Before I know it, T. Murph is going on stage. And he he just went to the front and was like, I'm a comedian too. You know, I'm in town. Anyway, I can jump on stage. And they were like, sure. Oh, that's and the front, you know? Yeah, and then Sashir's jumping on stage. And I'm like, this is amazing. And it was so one of the funniest. We never actually went to the strip club. <laughs> that's great, though. I, that makes me happy. Yeah. That sort of feels like,
2: and that to me feels very Canadian. It's like, oh, you're a comedian, get up on stage. And America would be like, get out, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, nah, it can't I, happen.
2: <laughs> I, I, love, I, love it again. I really love you.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. How many episodes did you guys do? Eight episodes, yeah eight episodes um, you know where you know if the if the people love it, we'll get a second season, and um, we'll dive more into the mind of keith Knight, you know he's um this brilliant cartoonist who 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 had this journey that a lot of a lot of black Americans go through trying to find your footing and trying to find your place in the world where you don't know you know, you don't necessarily fit the mold of what people would consider black. And, you know, you have this walk in life that's unlike a lot of people, especially being a cartoonist. He's very, he spends a lot of his time alone, you know, drawing and, and observing the world from this long lens. And, you know, he, the things that come out of his brain are, are are fascinating. So I think the show will mirror some of that. You know, we have these inanimate objects talking randomly you know, we got Tony Hale from Veep, Sam Richardson, Eddie Griffin, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Jack McBrayer, um, uh, JB Smooth plays a racist marker that I draw with. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's 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 absurd, and it's in 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 the best way possible. Um, and I, I really hope people uh, I really hope people gravitate towards it.
2: And is it and you said it's it's essentially autobiographical of Keith?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, um obviously we take some some big swings at other things that happened we take some big swings at things that happened and we 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 expand on them in a way. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but we definitely we definitely go there in certain moments. We take a lot of liberties um with things that have happened in his life and um and some things are exactly as they happened um so that was that was fun too trying to like reading a script and then guessing which which you know did this really happen to you or was this part of the and you hear oh no this really happened and um it's you know just fun fun to perform in and fun to watch too
2: but i i understand there is sort of like a comic-con mode in a way where it's like oh i don't want to spoil anything and it's like yeah day without yeah it's like we want to talk about it but we can't talk too much because we because yeah details, and
0: then it's just you know <laughs> exactly yeah these tiny little these there are these moments you know i mean i think the cool thing about the show is that you know the trailer tells you just enough you right. know the trailer is cool and it tells you just enough but you don't know where it's going you know and you, you definitely don't know where it's headed and when i when i sit down with keith and we talk about the possibilities of a second season where it could go is like insane where it could go is absolutely insane. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get that opportunity to show the world that, and, yep. uh, and that, um, you know, hopefully a show like this will spark conversation, you know, just for me, I'm always, and, and it's funny that you say that about the podcast because I'm always just open to learning new stuff. Yep. And I, and how I learn is sometimes by listening to other podcasts. So it'd be fun to, 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 to learn more in that front. But with a show like this, I want people to just kind of, you know, use it as a tool that, that they could like a, like a jumping off point, like water cooler talk for them, watch the show. It's fun. It's easily digestible, but you know, we are saying a lot of cool things. We are saying a lot of things that, that I think people need to hear. And, and, and maybe will add some sort of perspective on the, on a black experience that's not spoken about a lot. Um, and, uh, and and I think people will love it. So I, that's it, man. I I just want people to watch and have fun when they watch it. I I really do hope
2: that you consider doing a podcast. And you know, because it, ultimately, I do think the best podcasts are sort of like uh, the discovery, the sort of the self discovery podcasts. Because mm-hmm. whatever you're interested in, whatever you're discovering, other people are gonna enjoy yeah. that ride as opposed to. I'm gonna come up with a concept. I mean if you if a concept yeah. popped into your head, great.
0: Yeah. But,
2: but in general, you know, I'm I just I, I know you I know you would have a lot to offer, you know. Like well, you, thank you, man. And, thank and you, thank you. Like there's a lot of different things that you wanna do and and it might, you know, mm. it might it might help you kind of discover some of those and figure shit out along the way. And I'm absolutely open to talking about comedy panel shows. If that's something you want to talk about, I, i I would love to.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. If you're on social media, just go ahead and, you know, shoot me a, or however you want to do it.
2: Well, as we're wrapping this out, you know, I just want to say it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I, I feel like I recognize other hyperactive thinkers
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you man <laughs> and so, yeah
2: and i mean that in the best way you know mm-hmm. it's like and and as much as as much as i feel like if there's ever any you know advice i feel like we need to stick together the hyperactive thinkers mm-hmm. need to stick together to help keep us to help keep each other sane you know what i mean yes,
0: absolutely Absolutely. Um we're not alone. There are more of us out there. We just have to go and find them. <laughs> you miss live performing at all? Like I know you did. You did Oh my so. god, do I do I miss live performing? I got a chance a few weeks ago, or probably about a month or two ago, I got a chance to go out to Ohio to Yellow Springs, Ohio. Um to hang out with Dave Chappelle and what he's doing out there, man, is insane. Like he's giving people are just performing. People are just going on stage and performing and Singing and you know Erica Badu and Common and Talib Kweli and then you've got Michelle Wolf and you got Tiffany Haddish and you know, you know all these different people, all these Michael Che, all these people going on stage and 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 John Hamm, you know, randomly on stage perf- singing Journey, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> that was like this. It was this eye-opening thing because we hadn't seen live performances in a while hadn't been hadn't stood on a stage in front of a crowd in a long time it was just it was almost emotional well it was emotional but it was you almost teared up when you when you left because you were just like we were so missing that human connection that especially as performers you know I don't do stand-up too much but improv and sketch and theater and you know Standing in front of a, a crowd of people, you miss it, and you once once the once the threat of it it being gone forever pops up, you know you can't fathom that world. You can't fathom that world of never being able to address a crowd of people, um, and then being there to see all these people addressing crowds of people was was like it was almost like we were in hiding somewhere, you know sharing moonshine during prohibition like right you we're in this speakeasy somewhere trying to just have fun under it's like we're in that town where uh we're that town in texas with beaumont texas where people couldn't dance and footloose it's like it's this kind of dance party, you know that,
2: that underground rave in the matrix 2 yes like, so yes. well, they yes. can't go up to the surface world but down but down below the crust of the earth they're just yes, like, shit yes. Up. yes. <laughs> zion hear me <laughs> let's dance dance
0: dance dance <laughs>
2: <laughs> is improv you
0: is that is that the thing or, or it sketch it, i would say sketch i but imp, i've done more improv than sketch but improv gives me so much anxiety like <laughs> it because you just you know i don't have a group anymore so it's you whenever i'm doing it i'm usually guest performing on someone else's group and the the the, the you know the 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 fear of not being able to play with that particular group, like not knowing like how well I'll mesh with them. Always do well, the groups are always fine and they're great and they usually carry me along beautifully. But that fear of going on, that that moment right before I go on stage, it's like, it's it's, it's actually beyond the moment of before, it's the day before. Like the day before I got to do it, I'm like panicking. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go on stage. I'm gonna I'm, uh, my my dick's gonna fall out of my pants. I know what it is. <laughs> like,
2: everyone's going to see it. my butthole.
0: <laughs> everyone's gonna see my butthole, man. Like everyone's gonna see it. Uh, I get that fear. With sketch, it's tried out. It's tested. The jokes work. You know, you know your entr- your entrances and exits. It's just pure fun. And then within the sketch, you can improvise a lot too. Yeah. So that's I I prefer I prefer sketch
2: great great well i hope that you get i hope that we get to do those things again and i mean it's like again we started the conversation sort of talking about like the nebulous future and trying not to think i try not to think too much about i don't know when i'm gonna get to do stand-up again i go well here today i'm healthy today my wife's healthy today my mom's okay i don't that's what i got Yep.
0: yep that's good yeah yeah man well one of these days bro and I'll see you on stage one of these days somewhere.
2: (laughs) I hope so. And if
0: not, at least in a Zoom, trying to figure out uh, what kind of a panel show America needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. I already got the idea. I just, I have the idea. I'm not going to tell it now, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. I think you you sparked something in me, so I think. Oh,
2: I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, man, so good to see you. You, I I hope you you you, uh, stay safe down there in Texas where you are and healthy and... Um, you know, I just I hope, you know, it you, so you have to tra- have you've traveled? You've traveled in a time of corona it sounds like. I did. I've gone Ohio, Chicago,
0: and now Texas. Oh my god, um, I can't even imagine getting on a plane right now. Dude, it is it is I don't want to say it's scary because it's it's actually not. You know, the way these airlines are cleaning the the crap out of their planes now. I mean, they they're walking, when you get on, they hand you like disinfectant wipes. Yeah. When you sit in your seat, you can smell the disinfectant wipe already. Right. These aerosol things before you get on the plane that they're disinfecting the plane. If your trip is longer than a certain amount of time, they'll like walk through and disinfect the air again. Oh my gosh. It's, like, it's like this whole thing. Like if you, It's almost like now, if you get sick on a plane, you walked in there sick already. Right, like, right, right. Because you can't, you know, the way they treat them now, it's it's more so you know you got you have to mind where you're going right you know once you get off the plane because you know like oh covid covid i get off the plane and then i'll be like lou williams from the clippers and end up at a strip club somewhere you're like oh i was trying to get the wings i was trying to get the hot wings i swear to god i was they have good wings it's like all right buddy (laughs) well
2: it, it it is it is a strange thing to think that you know my wife and i were like i don't think we're gonna go anywhere for i mean obviously you can never predict what's going to happen. And, but, but it doesn't seem like we're get, we're going to go anywhere anytime in, in the near future. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, and it wasn't necessarily easy either. You know, you book a flight that to a seemingly big city, you know, like Chicago and then, Oh, your flight's canceled. Not enough people are, are traveling. Okay. You know, my mom, when she left, she was in L.A., the start of quarantine and she had to get back to Chicago. So she was with us for a few months in LA. And so she had to go back to Chicago and she gets, she gets on the plane and there were, I think 12 people Mm -hmm. on her flight to Chicago. And it was like a massive 747 or whatever it was. And 12 people.
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I'm hearing those stories now of like, holy shit. Like it's a friend of mine had to come to the States from England and went back and she said like, yeah, there were 40 people on our plane, including the crew and everyone wow. super spread out
0: oh yeah it's like a like like a little private flight private jet yeah. life it's yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah yeah what's wrong with that okay. yeah. yeah nothing wrong with that luxury living
2: well i'm glad, <laughs> I'm, glad I'm glad your mom's okay and mm.
0: uh you and, as well man glad the family's okay glad everyone's safe
2: thank you and hopefully i'll get to talk to you soon and good congratulations on the new show and uh you know stay just thank you, man. Just one day at a time,
0: man. That's always Yes, all we can do. That's <laughs> yes awesome. indeed, bro. Yes indeed, man. Yes, switch. Indeed. Are you, you playing Nintendo? Do. Are you doing are you playing games? I just realized in this Airbnb there's a PlayStation, and I realized that this morning when I was uh, looking through the drawers in this bedroom. I thought there's a whole PlayStation and video games in here. What? So now I'm about to do that. I just got the Oculus as well. So, I'm just gonna. I, what I love about Oculus is that it is so dumb and it's not even a game. You can pull up maps. Like Google Maps and mm-hmm. and just go kind of walking around your old neighborhood. Oh my god, we're <laughs> in a Black Mirror episode. Yes. yes. I was
2: like, Oh, this is my old house. This is awesome. This is why cool. That's episode. amazing. That's oh. that's that's our going outside now. Yeah, my yeah. wife they like, Oh, this is like a Black Mirror episode. I'm like, sweetheart, we're in like five Black Mirror yeah. episodes at once. Yes. It's not just one. Absolutely. We're in
0: Absolutely.
2: we are in we are in our own <laughs> dystopian future. Uh, yep. All right. Well, take care, Lamorne. I hope to talk to you soon. And uh, and uh, yeah, when you're back in L.A., let's uh, we'll have a socially distanced uh, hangout. Yeah, for sure. All right. Take okay. Take care. care. Bye.
1: ID 10T scanning complete. complete. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate stable city on earth.